1: So join us for another episode.
0: Welcome to a little bonus episode of the Milk Minute podcast. Um, We don't do many of these, but we feel it's very important to let you guys know what's happening in the world around you. I know that you're busy trying to just feed your baby. It's not really a time in your life when you're postpartum to take on the rest of the world. And often you feel like you're living in a little bubble, but it's not that you don't care. It's just that you're in survival mode and we get it. But we really do want you to know what's happening around you mm-hmm. because it does affect you. It's very important. And um, we want to also give you some things you can do about it that's very easy. And we will link some of those things yeah. in the show notes.
1: Yeah. Um, usually bonus episodes are fun. This one is not. Uh, I, I, I definitely also end up in that bubble sometimes. So the other week, I, uh, my dog died. And I didn't find out till like 12 hours later that Roe v. Wade was overturned because I was just like with my family being sad about my dog and in my house. And then I like logged into Facebook and was like, what, what, what just happened? What is happening? And then a whole bunch of other things like that just kept cascading. So let's, let's talk about them.
0: Yeah. And, um. You know, I I found out because people just kept messaging me. Did you hear about this? And what are you going to do about it? Yeah, (laughs) You know, what are you going to say? Are you going to make a (sighs) statement? So, you know, I am not the person that makes just a statement and leaves it. No, I'm like, okay, this has to be well thought out. We have to give people something to do with it, you know, I do do not enjoy as a person being filled with rage and having nowhere to put it.
1: Yeah, and it's hard right now because we are in limbo in a lot of places, right? Federally, the constitutional right to um, basically to privacy around having an abortion has been eliminated. However, that now means we have to wait for all of the states to figure out what they're going to do about it. It leaves it up to a state's decision um, in West Virginia, we are in a shitty position because the only other real law we have on the books about abortion is from 1882. (laughs) 1882. And it makes it a felony to basically give someone an abortion. And that's it. It's like one paragraph. It's, I read it this morning and I was like, that's it. Oh my gosh. So there's going to be a lot. So if that, is the default law, which right now, when we're recording, we're waiting on our attorney general to make a statement, which he said, like, four days ago he would, and we're still waiting. Maybe he'll have made it by the time we air this, but um, probably not. Thanks, Patrick Morrissey. Anyway, but then it's gonna, there's gonna be a lot of prosecutorial discretion, right? Because prosecutors get to decide who they prosecute. So we're gonna have all these laws and all these prosecutors just like deciding who they're gonna prosecute for abortions. I did see a meme that I found pretty funny because
0: it it just you know, it said something along the lines of, Are all police departments gonna have an OBGYN unit now? It's oh like my God. Perp found. Heather O'Neill, 34 yeah. years old, assisting someone with a medical abortion. Right. <laughs>
1: and, and like, that's the crazy thing is the people who have written these laws, especially our antique law, uh, are certainly not medical professionals. Um, and yet they're the ones who are going to be deciding, like, what – and I, it just drives me crazy. I was thinking about this the other day, especially the states that are like, well, we'll allow it if the life of the mothers at stake – Who decides that? What if I'm 30% likely to die? Is my life at stake? What if I'm 60% likely to die? Do I get an abortion then? Right. Well, if you
0: want to go with the relative risk, relative to someone who's not pregnant, I am 300% more likely to die. Right. (laughs) Because I just have so many more risk factors. And the risk
1: is never going to be zero. Right? The risk is right? never zero. Because even if you have the perfect pregnancy, guess what? Your risk of being murdered is extremely high when you're pregnant. Like, shit is wild. Yeah, domestic I, violence goes <laughs> way
0: up. Job <laughs> loss. You're just in a much more vulnerable position.
1: And I just, I don't know. if It's a hard thing. I, I feel like a lot of us have been going through these cycles of staring at the wall Uh, feeling despondent, and then uh, frantically Googling, like, how do people get abortions? Where can they still get abortions? How do I help them? And then, like, going through, like, spirals of despair about, like, what is going to happen and then, like, staring at the wall again and then, you know, just, like, going through that every day. Well, for me, it
0: feels like I've been watching a plane crash in slow motion from the ground (sighs) where you're like, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm watching this happen over a long period of time, and I'm pretty sure it's going to hit the ground. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's, <laughs> it's like an hit the inch ground. away. You know, you just and can't then tell. you're like calling people. You're like, "Are you seeing this plane? Yeah. Like, is anyone going to stop this plane? Like, I no. feel like there's time. You know, it's moving really slow, and now it's just like beyond the point of yeah. salvation.
1: And well, I, we have some interesting things that are beginning to happen now. So, for a long time, the UCLA has been, um, you know, like, fighting uh, abortion bans in states. And now, essentially, what they're going to do is look at state constitutions and try to defend people's right to an abortion through those. Um, There's an interesting lawsuit going on right now from a Jewish congregation against the state of Florida for their abortion bans because abortion, as, like essentially a right, is built into the Jewish belief system mm-hmm. that if the mother's life is in danger for any reason, even if, like, her health in general is in danger from the pregnancy, she should get an abortion. Not should. Right. You she have, have to. to. It is <laughs> your it is your duty yeah. to save her. Um, and so they're using, like, the religious freedom angle, which is really interesting. And I think we're going to see more of that, frankly. I, th- I think we're just going to see people really doing their best to find any reason to preserve this right for people. Um, Because even in places where the law is gray now, we have effective abortion bans because clinics are not working Mm -hmm. because they don't know where they stand legally. You know, and
0: I think also we've just, this is adding to the distrust of the entire system, in general, because you know we all watched Brett Kavanaugh and Amy Conan Barrett in their interviews for the Supreme Court say, you know, we we have no intention of overturning laws that are already in place. Like the Roe v. Wade has already been decided. Like that's not something that's our priority. And it's like, oh well, you know. Okay, Well, I guess. And, now, and then uh, what's-his-face, the yes. other one, is like, oh, now we might need to revisit. Now we have to revisit
1: everything that's been decided on the 14th Amendment, including the right to marriage equality. I mean, it's just, ugh.
0: Yeah, my husband said, well, I guess that would mean that, you know, if you want to be married, like, to a same-sex person, you'd have to live in a state where you could mm-hmm. do that. And I was like, yeah, but, yeah, but... It
1: could even go more, like, county yeah. to county. Well, and, and now, like, people are discussing extradition. If you leave your state to essentially break your state law, they, um, you know, there's talk of extraditing the people who helped you with that. So your doctors or, say, they overturn same-sex marriage equality, they could prosecute the person who married you, right? Like, it, it's wild, the implications, once you really start to go down that road— of, like, the prosecutorial discretion.
0: Yeah. And honestly, even Boris Johnson, who's, like, the Donald Trump of the UK, was like, I really think this is a step backwards for you guys. Yeah. Like, this is why we have laws here protecting people's right to an abortion. And it's like, dude, even Boris is, like, ashamed of us. This is just bananas. It's embarrassing. It is very embarrassing. <laughs>
1: oh. Um, anyway, we're going to put some links in our notes of, like, places you can visit for more information, um... I did want to throw out there, there are abortion funds are still working. Um, Many states are working to expand and protect access to abortions. Um, States like Maryland and New York and California. Um, And then there are funds and um, services that help people find housing if they need to travel. Um, There's even a group of volunteer pilots um, who is flying people. Around the country And they actually pre-existed this issue They're called elevated access And I think they began To help people find gender-affirming care That Mm -hmm. was illegal in their states Um, And so now they're like Okay, so I guess we're also providing um, Travel for people seeking abortions It's, yeah So there's a lot of resources Um, Everybody in those Organizations is working double time We're going to put some links in the notes For you guys And I strongly encourage you to donate to abortion funds that provide that access to people. Well,
0: that's not all, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. We have a couple other updates that definitely affect us as well.
1: So yeah. the PUMP Act that passed the House previously... And we were all excited for because we were like, it's going to give at least like 8 million... 9 million. 9 million um, lactating employees like expanded rights for medical accommodations at work. And we were super excited because so many people get left out of the existing laws for that. And now... It didn't pass the Senate. Well, it had been sitting in the Senate for more than a year, (laughs) first of all.
0: And it had, because of the nature of that law, it would have had to pass unanimously. Mm -hmm. And it failed to pass unanimous consent because of one person... Because of Republican Senator Cynthia Loomis Uh, of Wyoming. Come on. Cynthia objected to the bill, and her argument was that it would be particularly burdensome for companies in the transportation industry, specifically like the railroad industry, to create separate accommodations for breastfeeding parents. For lactation, and it could further hurt the supply chain. However, the company that she cited, she never even checked with, allegedly. Really? Yeah, um, I know they and, like and they don't never, look th- at us. This company <laughs> never filed a complaint yeah. about this. It's just like where? Where are you getting this? Like, why? <sighs> And, like, you couldn't have talked about this a year ago. Right,
1: when it's been sitting on the docket. So Uh. now,
0: like, the formula shortage and everything, it's like, oh, great, we can't help these extra 9 million American lactating parents pump at work to provide food for their babies, and we don't have formula, which leads me to the next sad thing something else terrible happened. So there's another bill, Republican Senator Mike Lee's Formula Act also failed to pass via unanimous consent and that bill would have waived tariffs, regulations, and quotas on imported formula and also softened the formula rules around, around WIC. So each state has their own contract with a particular formula company yeah. and uh, for their WIC program and so if you live in West Virginia and say, I'm not sure, I think it's Similac. But, Similac. Um, you know, if your WIC program covers Similac, but there's no Similac on the shelves due to the formula shortage, then, you know, you're, you're screwed, you're shit out of luck because, you know, you don't have WIC coverage yeah. for the Similac and there's only Enfamil or whatever the heck it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that failed as well. So it's like, oh, my gosh, what in the world And now people are like, oh, but the formula shortage is going to be over soon because the Abbott factory that was closed down due to the bacteria scare just had a flood. So they had this massive flood in the factory that sustained lots of damage and they're going to be closed for a few more weeks. At least. At least. I mean. Because then once you fix all the damage, you then have to go back through and do all the environmental safety checks again. And, like, how long does that take? And, you know, it's just kind of like we're – you know, there's also an epidural shortage, in case you didn't know that. (laughs) I did hear about that. There has been one for a while now. And, you know, they did – loosen the regulations on like imports. Wasn't for that those something meds? to do
1: with like that specific needle, right? No,
0: it's the actual
1: medication. Oh, it's the medication. Well it's also
0: the tubing. Right, okay. And so there's like a lot of weird little tubing yeah. and stuff like that. But the actual medication we used to not be allowed to get that from anywhere else, and now we can, we're can. we getting it from Italy, mostly. Cool. So there's even some hospitals, that, and I can't confirm mm-hmm. this, but I have heard through other people that some hospitals are sending letters to their pregnant patients and saying like, hey, you might want to consider some other pain management uh, options because we can't guarantee an epidural. Oh man,
1: it's almost like all those hospitals should have started doula programs 10 years ago to help people manage natural labor. Yeah, it's like here, you can bite on this government issued stick. This
0: is the new plan yeah. of how we're going to help women. So you know how you need to like dig down deep and like really get to know your body so you can get through this. Yeah, we need you to really know your body, but actually, we don't trust you to know your body well enough to access an abortion. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just, I just none of it is making sense. <sighs> none of it is making sense, but it does
1: feel like a giant patriarchal thumb is smushing us. Yeah, no, it really does. It feels like everywhere I turn right now, There is one more barrier to people just living their fucking lives. Like, you know, mothers returning to work to people, you know, having lives outside of children. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, okay, great. So we can't access abortion now, so... More people are going to have babies that they didn't plan to. And then those people aren't probably, you know, if especially if they're lower income and, you know, they're working jobs that are exempt from federal, you know, um, pumping regulations. Great. They're not going to be breastfeeding then when they return to work, like, two weeks later because they don't have paid leave. If they return to work. Right. And... And, yeah, so, what, are they going to return to work? Maybe not. Maybe they're going to stay home. How many more people, then, how many more people are we taking out of society, basically, and just shoving back into the home?
0: Yeah, but then, honestly... Can you go home because of inflation right now? Like, my <sighs> husband know. and I it's a terrible make position. decent money. Yeah. Like, decent. We are not well off by any means. But we make decent money. And we have conversations mm-hmm. weekly now about where we can cut mm-hmm. back and, you know,
1: how we can plan. And it's oh, like, yeah. I don't understand how people are even affording groceries. I don't know. Like, this is usually the season where we don't worry about money because we have, like, extra jobs in the summer. And we're just as tight as we've been all winter. Mm-hmm. It's scary.
0: But, yeah. you know, there is another um, another bill sitting right now in the Senate, um, the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act. So,
1: I, oh, I just feel like if that's about women, if that's about anybody who can get pregnant, it's not going to pass. Well, uh, allegedly uh. it
0: has some strong bipartisan support on, you know, so we're hoping. Okay, sure. So but does
1: it need to pass unanimously?
0: I believe it does, but See, I'm
1: not. Just, what the hell is that bullshit?
0: I don't know. I don't but understand. basically what this would do, the Pregnant Workers Fairness Act would close loopholes, clarify language and strengthen protections. Um which were first outlined in the 1978 Pregnancy Discrimination Act. So this would basically mean that workers would no longer have to be the ones to prove that they need accommodations by showing their employer um, that they had provided an accommodation for someone else who was similarly situated. So if you and I mm. are working at the same place, it will be like, well, Maureen got this. Right. And just so you know, I qualify for the same thing, so you have to give it to me. So it kind of like, you yeah. know, that makes it very difficult for people to, to bring their cases forward. Right. Right. Um, especially if you're like a black woman working with a bunch of white men, you know, it's yeah. just like you have to have a lot of chutzpah to really like, hey, this is what I need. And I demand it and blah, 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 blah. Um, and, you know, by the way, uh, as it stands right now, about two thirds of pregnant workers have lost their pregnancy accommodation cases since mm-hmm. 2015. Mm-hmm. So and that's according to um, a better balance which is uh, an organization that is working towards pushing this Pregnant Workers Fairness Act through. I mean,
1: I talk to clients about this all the time, you know, when we're like, what's going on that is causing all of these symptoms for you? Oh, it's your workplace. Let's talk to your boss. Oh, they're not giving you the accommodations. Okay, I'll write six more letters, you know, and here we're going to get this letter from a lawyer at the Center for Work-Life Law, and it's just like... It's ridiculous.
0: Mm-hmm. It is ridiculous. So, unfortunately, this isn't one of those bonus episodes where we're like, it's okay. We're full of hope. Like, we're okay. actually concerned. It's not really okay. It's not okay. We, you know,
1: are a bit overwhelmed, to be honest with you. As midwives, we're, <laughs> I'm feeling a little bit... I, I've just spent the last week, like, crying on and off. And it's mostly about my dog, who I'm really sad about. Um, but then, like, I... It, and then, like I'm like try try to get out of that, and then everywhere I look, there's just doom in this country, and it's terrible. And and then, like you know, yesterday I pop on Instagram, and it's like, oh, the Women's Health Center of West Virginia uh, canceled everybody's abortion appointments because they don't think they can legally provide them anymore, and that was our only provider. Like, and it's hard. It's really hard to maintain any sort of motivation to do something. Especially, you know, when we're, we're dealing with the big dogs here. Mm-hmm. You know, the Supreme Court and the Constitution. It's not like, you know, it's not like some little local, you know, legislation that we're trying to manage to help people. No, this is, this is as big as it gets. And it doesn't feel possible on an individual level to do anything about it. Um, what you can do is certainly spread resources that already exist and tell people about those. Um, I just want to say a quick word of what you should not do. Please do not advertise on social media that people can come stay at your house if you live in a state that protects the right to abortion. Um, Here's why. And I know, like, on the face of it, that seems really nice, where you're like, oh, if you need to, quote, go camping, quote, in California, my couch is open and I'll feed you and whatever. Um, first of all, there are already resources that exist to help people with that, that are safe. Um, your friends already know they can stay on your couch if they need to come to your state to have an abortion. You don't have to say that online. Um, the people that who, for whom that's new information are then people you don't know. Um, and that's not safe to have somebody you don't know in your house because just some, a stranger telling you they want an abortion is like not, doesn't mean they're a safe person, and on the flip side, a stranger telling you that they will house you if you want an abortion does not make them a safe person mm-hmm. so let's not do that um, instead, let's try to spread resources of safe places that provide that
0: right and if you want to start tackling the pump act <clears throat> the the formula yeah. act, the you know pregnant the pregnant workers' fairness Act you can actually contact a Better Balances hotline And they will actually answer any questions about your your rights at work and um, offer you protections that they could tap into if Mm -hmm. you um, decide to breastfeed while the formula shortage continues. So that's just another organization that's there to help you. And I mean, we're not even talking about like big life changing things. It's like if you need a stool Mm -hmm. at work while you're pregnant. Yeah. And that's the difference between you having a job and not. They're going to help you get a stool.
1: I mean, for some of the people I've worked with, it's literally having permission to sit down.
0: Yeah, or a bottle, having a bottle of water next to you. Um,
1: I was working with a nurse anesthesiologist um, who worked at a hospital in labor and delivery sometimes, right? She was like a floater between units. Um, They still had her doing cardiac surgeries at 34 weeks Mm. and were not allowing her bathroom breaks or water breaks. Like... (laughs) Like, hey, what? what? I'm, I'm sorry. Like, what? Oh <laughs> yeah, my it's God. wild. So, like, we are talking about very basic things here. You can ask for a stool. You can ask for a chair. You do not have to stand to run a cash register at a grocery store, even though most of them require you to, right? Um, you can have water. You can have bathroom breaks. And there are lawyers who can help you get that. And you should not feel less than because you need those things. Period. No, no. You should feel human. Because yeah. you need those. Like, all, all humans need them. It's inhumane that we have people work without those in general. Mm-hmm. But, like, especially so when you're pregnant. <sighs> anyway, it's... <laughs> we are going to end this bonus episode with some doom and despair. Because I feel sad. And I might cry again. And, um, anyway. I... We're just... We're going to leave you some resources if you have time to spread information please do so if you have money to donate please do so and keep your eyes and ears open for more ways that you can help
0: yeah and let's not take for granted the many years that we did have access to at least some of these resources and try really hard not to think about the fact that we might have to have honest conversations with our children pretty soon who are coming up into the middle school, high school years about yeah. the repercussions of their normal sexual growth as a human yeah. being. Um, that's something that I'm really wondering if I'm going to have to talk with mm-hmm. my son about mm-hmm. who's about to be nine you know and just like a few short
1: years uh yeah and nine-year-olds occasionally get pregnant
0: yeah it's wild it is wild so it's like, <laughs> like okay well you know like let's prepare and yeah. you know just people, people now. our age are like really rushing the conversation of are, are we done having kids yeah. because if we are i'm getting a tubal right now
1: yeah i am incredibly thankful that we already have a vasectomy um in my household um but also terrified like what if that doesn't work Right, because I'm not having a third child,
0: my husband was like, "Well, I'll just keep pulling out hashtag pull out twenty twenty two like, oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to probably be putting some barriers yeah. in place there. Um, so we're God. all in the same boat. We're with you. Yeah. We, we're here for you. If you need to email us and tell us your story, uh, and that would be cathartic for you, you can email us at milkminutepodcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. And if you would like to continue supporting our project, you can join us on Patreon at slash milkminutepodcast. Yes. And all of your donations go directly towards supporting the show. Mm-hmm. We do not take out of that nope. um, our time is free our knowledge is free for you our audio engineer is not free so <laughs> if you would like to help support the show that yes. is the best way to do it you can make a one-time donation if you like um, and we are thinking about you all and we love you and um we'll keep you updated
1: okay uh until next
0: time it's a midnight.